0: The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. This is the Insulone Podcast, where I, Owen Costolo, try to redefine diabetes. In this week's episode, the way I want you to look at your nighttime blood sugar in reality is the fact that it is a third of your day. It's a third of your week. It's a third of your month. It's a third of your year. It's a third of your life with type 1 diabetes. But before we get into that, everything you hear on the Insulone Podcast is from my own personal experience. And if you have any worries or issues regarding your diabetes, please contact a medical professional. Now, let's get stuck into this episode. Good afternoon and welcome back to the Insulone Podcast. I know I always say good afternoon, but it could be your morning, it could be your night, but I hope you're well. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining me because this is a solo episode. I don't have a guest. I don't have Graham. It's just me and, my, me and you, obviously, and my conceptual strange diabetic brain. So, What I wanted to do was go through five thought processes or actions that I take or have every day when it comes to my own diabetes management. So this comes from basically one of the members of our Type 1% program. When we had one of our recent group sessions, she said, oh, and we'd love to hear about a, like a a day in the life of your management, like a step-by-step-by-step guide or process from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to sleep in terms of my food and my training and my insulin dosing, my timing, stress management, time management, all these different things. And I haven't done it yet because I want to do it in detail and I'm, I'm looking at how to best get the whole picture across. But anyway, what we did instead was we did 10 of my actions or thought processes that generally I have or go through or take every day. And I wanted to share five with you. Obviously, the 10 that we have done was for our private members in the Type 1% program. But I wanted to just go through five that I think will really benefit you and your diabetes management. So these are for me, these are things generally that I think of, generally that I go through, but I hope they help you. I'm not telling you to do them. These are just things that benefit my life with diabetes. So let's just jump straight in. Five simple ideas, let's call them. Okay, so let's just jump straight in. Number one, if I don't have time to adjust insulin before movement, I will increase my carb intake instead. And what I mean by that is, if I know I'm going out for a walk or if I know I'm going out for a run, I know that pulls my blood sugar low, almost inevitably. When I'm doing cardio types of exercise, it comes to a point where generally my blood sugar will trend lower. That's why in advance of this type of exercise, I will adjust or more specifically, reduce my insulin intake prior to the exercise to avoid a low blood sugar. Now, logically, when we think of these things with diabetes management, they look great on paper. And the idea is always great. But sometimes the reality of implementing them into our life consistently isn't always as realistic. So I can't always say to myself, okay, every run I go on, every walk I go on, every time I step outside the house, I'm going to have reduced my insulin in advance to avoid low blood sugar. Life doesn't work that way. So the way I look at it is if I don't have the luxury of time in advance to adjust or reduce my insulin prior to the exercise, the next best thing is increasing my carb intake without taking insulin before the exercise. So if I haven't had the time to reduce my insulin in the one, two, three, four-ish hours prior to my exercise, the next best thing for me is to increase or consume carbohydrate prior to the movement without taking insulin. Essentially, they serve the same type of purpose in this context. Number two. If I really want to fine tune my overnight blood sugar, I create a nighttime setting on my sensor. So what I mean by that is I always, I constantly, constantly, constantly reiterate the importance of your overnight blood sugar. I know what our overnight blood sugar, it's easy to say, "Ah, I'm asleep. I get a break from my diabetes. I don't need to worry about it. I can just go to bed and Tomorrow I can wake up and then I can start thinking about diabetes. I appreciate and understand that thought process. But the way I want you to look at your nighttime blood sugar in reality is the fact that it is a third of your day, essentially. It's a third of your day. It's a third of your week. It's a third of your month. It's a third of your year. It's a third of your life with type 1 diabetes. That is a significant amount of time where your blood sugar can either be in range or not be in range. And generally, this is a good way to look at it, generally, if you're getting an A1C done or if you're getting your A1C checked, usually it's over about a three-month period. Your overnight blood sugar essentially is one of those months. It's a third. So it's very important. So when I say I want to fine-tune my overnight blood sugar, basically I want to sleep in range as much as possible. I sleep better, I feel more rested, I feel better charged, I wake up in the morning in a good mood, I wake up in the morning feeling on top of my blood sugar as opposed to waking up high and feeling like I'm on the back foot to my diabetes and therefore feeling like I'm on the back foot to my day. So fine-tuning my blood sugar overnight is important to me, and I hope it's important to you. It's probably why you're listening to this podcast. Your diabetes is important to you. So what I do is I create a nighttime schedule on my sensor, my CGM, so that my highs are reduced, meaning my highs overnight, specifically, are set to about seven, well, they, not about, they are set to seven millimoles. Because I want to sleep seven or below at least. So if my high alarm is set to seven millimoles, if it goes up to that point, my alarm goes off, I wake up and it gives me an opportunity to get my bloods in a place that I like them to be while I'm asleep. Number three. If you're using MDI, which is multiple daily injections, which is your insulin pens, always prime your needle before you use it. What is priming? <laughs> right? Prime, not the drink that seems to be all over the internet. Every time I go on, the, on Instagram or Facebook, I just see this prime, prime, prime thing. <sighs> Haven't tasted it. But anyway, that's beyond the point. So always, always prime your needle before you use it. Priming your needle basically means you are squirting out a small bit of insulin before you inject it to make sure your needle isn't clogged or to make sure your needle or your insulin is coming out as it should. If you change a cartridge, if you change your needles, if you change your insulin pen itself, it's very, very, very common that the first few units, insulin doesn't actually come out. And sometimes if this happens, we may think we're taking insulin, but we're not. We may be seeing much more highs because we're not actually getting the insulin that we need for the, the meal or the food or whatever it is that we're eating. So what I do, to give an example of it, with every time... I take my insulin and people might listen to this and think, well, it's a waste of insulin. It's important that I know I'm getting my insulin. So I will squirt out at least one unit or even a half unit to make sure the insulin is actually coming out of the pen. Number four, if my blood sugar is higher, but still in range, my prebolus is longer. If my blood sugar is lower, but still in range, my pre bolus is shorter. Don't know why I emphasize that T so much. What I mean by this is prebolus is when you take your insulin before you eat your food. Prebolus is, in my opinion, one of the simplest but most important things you can do for your diabetes management. It is hands down, it's probably the most or the biggest, what I call it biggest ROI activity, return on investment activity for your diabetes management that is in your control. You decide whether or not you pre-bolus. Nobody else does. You either decide to take your insulin before you eat your food, or you don't decide to take your insulin before you eat your food. It's your decision. But when it comes to a pre-bolus, As I've said, it's very important to keep your blood sugar in the place that you like to help avoid massive spikes with food. And a lot of things, well, like a lot of things with type 1 diabetes, it's not as black and white. And what I mean by that is a pre-bolus time can and should be adjusted based on current blood sugar. So like the example that I used, if my blood sugar is high, higher, but still in range, let's say it's about 8 millimoles, my pre-bolus will be about 20 minutes for a generic type of meal that I would eat. If my blood sugar is in range, the place that I like it to be, which is maybe 5 millimoles, 6 millimoles, my pre-bolus will be 15 minutes. That's my standard. 15 minutes pre-bolus is my go-to. And then if my Blood sugar is lower, but still in range. Let's say we're hovering on the four millimole mark. Let's say we're creeping closer to 3.9 potentially. My pre-bolus will be shorter. And it could be a five-minute pre-bolus. It could be a 10-minute pre-bolus. So a pre-bolus is massively, massively important. But also be aware of the fact that your pre-bolus can be dictated by your current blood sugar or the blood sugar number that you see before you eat a meal, for example. So a pre-bolus, as I've said, is really important, but not all pre-boluses should be exactly the same, in my opinion. We're getting through these nice and quick. Hope this is valuable to you. This is going to be a nice, quick, (laughs) straight-to-the-point episode. Okay, number five, to continue with the theme of pre-bolus, set a timer for your pre-bolus. It sounds as simple as it is. If you take insulin, go to your phone, or go to your Apple Watch or whatever you have and set a physical timer. Simple as that. If I take my insulin, I set a timer on my phone for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever I want my pre-bolus to be, so that I can continue doing whatever else I'm doing. I could be watching TV, I could be working, I could be reading a book, I could be on a phone to somebody. But when the alarm goes off, I know I need to start eating. Whereas if I don't set an alarm and potentially I'm in the middle of something else, or I could be still in the middle of cooking, it's very, very easy to forget that I've taken my insulin. It's also very, very easy for me to forget the time that has passed since I took my insulin, which increases the likelihood of me waiting too long and going low or not waiting long enough and going high. So again, really, really, really simple, but massively, hugely, incredibly effective and important. So when you take your insulin for a meal, set a timer. Also with that, if you're on MDI, multiple daily injections, insulin pens, etc. set an alarm for your basal every day. Again, sounds really simple, but you have a busy life. You may have kids, you may be going to school, you may be going to college, you may be going to work. You may be, I don't know what you're doing, right? But if you have an alarm set every day for when you want to take your basal insulin, you're not going to forget to take your basal insulin. And what I always say to our members inside the Type 1% program, because I also live with Type 1 diabetes as well, right? I help people manage their diabetes, but I also have it myself too. And what I say is, even though my life, the vast majority of my life, revolves around diabetes management, the podcast, my social platforms, my program, a lot of the things that I do revolve around diabetes. Even I forget to take basil. Even I get a pre-bolus time wrong. But if I can have a little habit or action or behavior in place to ensure that I don't forget about my insulin or to ensure that I take my basil at the same time, it makes my life easier. And it will make your life easier too. So set a timer for your pre-bolus. Set an alarm for your basil. Currently, to give an example, currently I am on Lantus. Currently I'm taking 24 units of basal insulin a day. I take 12 units at 10 a.m., that's when my alarm goes off, and I take take 12 units at 10 p.m., that's when my alarm goes off. And what I would recommend is if you set an alarm for your basal, set it at a time that suits your schedule, suits your routine. I know that at 10 a.m. and 10 p.m., I will have an opportunity to take my insulin when the alarm goes off. Whereas If I'm setting my alarm for the time that I'm inevitably on a call or I'm inevitably at the gym, that doesn't give me an opportunity to take my insulin. So base the time that you take your insulin, your basal particularly, around your schedule. And again, this ties into what we've said plenty of times before. Your diabetes management should be fit into your day as opposed to your day fit around your diabetes management. So that was five, nice and quick. I probably spoke too much about each one. But anyway, hope they're helpful. Hope you get value from them. Again, a lot of these tips and and ideas and thought processes and actions and behaviors sound really simple because a lot of the time they are simple. It's just about implementing them consistently into our routine so we can get the benefit of them because with all the actions and behaviors and, and decisions that we make with our diabetes management if we do them once it doesn't make a difference if we do them once it's pretty irrelevant we need to do these things consistently for us to actually see the benefit if i pre-bolus once a day even though i'm having four meals or if i pre-bolus three times a week i'm not really getting the benefit of a pre-bolus I I will get the benefit of a pre-bolus if I do it consistently, much like exercise. You don't need to go to the gym six days a week, seven days a week. But if you move just once a week, you're not really getting the benefit of it. You should do something small every day. Like get out for a walk. It can be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes. So these things done consistently consistently. That's when we see the biggest impact. That's when we see the true benefit of these actions, decisions, and behaviors. So I leave you there. Hope you found it beneficial. Hope you are very, very excited for our 30 days in November, 30 episodes, 30 videos, 30, there's an Irish, 30, 30 topics in the whole month. If you implement what we go through over the 30 days in November, I guarantee you you'll be in a different place with your diabetes management until then have a good day have a good week look after your blood sugars take care speak to you soon